On today's episode of More Important Issues, we're talking ball basketball and their big revenge game over the Kentucky Wildcats this Saturday. We also look forward to the Mississippi State game on Tuesday night. We have some recruiting news, both basketball and football recruiting. We also get Tennessee baseball on their historic start, and they're moving forward and hope to continue that run. Today's segments include Most Important of the Week and Fail of the Week. More Important Issues is brought to you by MyBookie. Ever since I started this podcast, people are always asking me who to bet on, and the truth is, guys, I really don't know. I'm not always winning money. But if you think you know, you got to head, o- head over to MyBookie. Because remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell my people to go to uh, MyBookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Only if you use the promo code ISSUE. That's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ISSUE when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, March third. My first thought is, I can't believe it's already March. My second, my second thought is, thank God Tennessee basketball is back on track. It's March. Alexa, play Rocky Top. There's not an Alexa. There's <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I mean, we talked about it the last few weeks. It, it's not that they've they haven't collapsed fully. They hadn't collapsed fully. Um, there were definitely questions. Uh, about, you know, could they bounce back and, and enough to beat Kentucky, enough to win the SEC, enough to win the SEC tournament, um, enough to make a run in the uh, NCAA tournament. I mean, if they play like they did yesterday, they played like they have 95% of the year. They definitely can do all of that. But it's going to take a performance like yesterday. But it just shows that the Kentucky game, even the Ole Miss game, the LSU game, were all hiccups that then you knew kind of, you know, LSU, you had some guys sick or you had Jordan bone sick. Um, it wasn't an ideal game from, you know, any way you look at it. And then you look at, uh, Ole Miss. I think it was just that midweek game. I'm going to accuse our players. I'm not sure, but I'm going to accuse them of looking ahead. Cause this is a, this is a big game. Um, another top 10 matchup in Knoxville, uh, really with the SEC, a sh- at least a share of the SEC title on the line. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then Ole Miss is a pretty good team, but they're not like a dom- you know a dominating team. We should have won the game. We did. Uh, I'm, so it's a, it's a kind of that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A trap game. Yeah. And they were able to win it, though. Uh, and then you, you look at this game, and it just, you, were, you weren't afraid like you were the first time. And everyone's like, Laughing at Tyler Hero for saying, I'm I'm laughing at him for actually saying it aloud that we were afraid of PJ Washington because I think the Tennessee players knew that they they played scared against him. But as a Kentucky player, you should not have put more fuel in that fire. Yeah, and and just speaking of Tyler Hero, he's the one that looked scared in this game. He mm-hmm. had five turnovers, two and eleven from the field, over over five from the three point line. 
Um, I think we just did a good job of limiting them to one shot. Yeah. Um, I think that's where it started, and, you know, we're getting turnovers. They had 17 turnovers for the – for the game. Um, I think Tennessee not only got back to what we've been doing this season, especially on offense, but doing what we did last season on defense. Yeah, we did really – I thought we we collapsed at the right times yesterday. And there were a few times they were able to break us down. But if every time they did break us down and move the ball uh, away from pressure, that was – they played really good basketball. Like, yeah. any team that's going to do that's going to do it right and beat you. Like, it's not – it wasn't easy for them. They, they had to earn it. And uh, I'm thinking of one play in particular. I think all five guys touched the ball in like a five-second span and they, and they hit a three. Yeah. But it was just – that was a good basketball play. Like, that's going to happen. We played good defense. We forced them to make a really good play. They made a really good play and converted. And that's going to happen when you play really good teams. Mm-hmm. And I think we've said it at least from the beginning of the year that this Kentucky team is going to get there eventually. That 34-point whatever loss um, at the beginning of the year to Duke was not going to be the defining point of their season. Um, and they've definitely gotten better from that. And now they're, um, you know, they're working their way at least to, to a minimum going to be a three seed, possibly two seed. The right teams lose. They're looking at a one seed. Um, in the tournament, I mean, they're, they're right there. You know, they, they can be there, depending on what happens in the next few weeks. But, yeah, and that, that's going to happen. But, you know, the way we played defense yesterday is, is um, can carry you far. And we did that without Kyle Alexander, and I'm not going to blame Kyle Alexander for the game yesterday. He had three absolute crap calls, and I don't, I don't know. I kind of feel bad now. I want to go back and watch every the last three or four games and see if those were the same way. Because I, after yesterday, I felt bad. I was like, I've said he's been an idiot getting himself in foul trouble, but he was getting, he was getting robbed. Yeah, and the man still in 12 minutes had he had six rebounds, a block, and an assist. I definitely thought he played a lot better yeah. yesterday when he was actually in the game. Right. Um, but, you know, we just game planned, you know, well against them. If you if you kind of remember, we would – they'd get the ball in the post and we would give them the baseline. We would have somebody guard, um, like, where they couldn't kick it out to right. um, the top of the key or anything like that. And we'd give them baseline so they would be like, oh, it's open. They would dribble once and then yeah. we'd have a guy just, like, stop them. That, that was going to be what I commented on is we made, especially P.J. Washington, we made him feel like he had space. And as soon as he put the ball on the floor and pretty much committed to going to the basket, we collapsed on him. Yeah. And that made him, again, make a really good basketball play. If we double teamed him before the dribble, he was going to be able to kick it out and find that open guy. When we were able to do what we wanted to do and, and wait until he put the ball on the floor and he kind of made that decision to go to the basket, he's not as good as Grant Williams when it comes to that kind of thing. Grant can kind of make something out of nothing when that – double team happens and he goes to the rim hard and then kicks it out. Not a lot of players in the country can do that. When we were able to let him put the ball on the floor and then make him make a really good play, either we got a turnover, a bad shot, or he made a really good play and you clapped and went back to the offensive end. Um, and then another big thing was he, I think he got his two fouls real early on and he didn't play a ton in the first half. No, after that second foul, I don't think he stepped back. On the court, yeah, he didn't play a lot in the second half, and that helped. You, you know, you made Calipari kind of game plan, um, and then Richards got in foul trouble, which I'm. I mean, we won. You can't blame it on the refs, but the fact that he played like ten minutes with four fouls in a physical game like that just shows where they were leaning. I mean, if we're gonna be honest, you're gonna tell me he went and earned his four fouls in thirty minutes, and then played a perfect ten minute 
span of basketball. No, I'm sorry. I'm not buying that crap. Um, not buying that. So, but yeah, I, I thought, um, I thought we game plan perfectly against PJ Washington. And then, um, you know, you mentioned Tyler hero being, uh, being scared. I thought we did a really good job of freaking him out and making him feel like he had to make a play. Um, you never gave him an open look, uh, which made him pa- try to pass the ball. And he's not this incredible assist man. You know, I mean, he's not going to make a play like Jordan Bone or even Lamonte Turner. He's not going to be that guy. Um, he's not the guards. He's not the guard you you saw at LSU or even Ole Miss. Um, he's a he's a good catch and shoot guy, um, and that's that's what he does well. And you were able to kind of get away from get him away from that, and yeah. that was big. I loved how they used Schofield yesterday. Um, they would put him on. They got him on Hero and let got him on. Schofield played phenomenal D. Best defensive game he's played all year. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some dumb fouls against PJ Washington, but at least they were physical fouls that didn't result in him scoring, yep. um, which is, is fine with me. They and then there was that one that PJ threw him an elbow after his foul. Schofield fouled him, but how that's not a flagrant? The Schofield's what six five, six six. An elbow up there is not an accident. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care what is PJ Washington six ten. That's not that big of you know that big of a difference when you're talking about where your elbows are flying. You're not guarding. You're Jordan Bone wasn't on you, and you accidentally hit him with an elbow. Yeah, your elbow was high. Should have been a flagrant. Um, but yeah, I loved how they used Schofield. I think they just used his physicality to make people uncomfortable, and his physicality. And then when you talk about guarding out on the wing, his length. Yeah, and throw me a bone. I mean, what yeah. a game from Jordan Bone. Yeah, eleven for fifteen from the field, five for five from the three point line, twenty seven points, three assists, two steals. Zero turnovers. There were a couple threes, too, that I was like, nope. And then it went in, and I was like, okay, yep. <laughs> go ahead. Um, and, I mean, that's that's the point guard play that's going to lead you far in March. Yeah. Um, so, if you're able to, you know, capitalize on that and keep that consistency going, I think he's back to where, you know, I guess he was sick those last week and a half. That, I mean, his his usual 10-footer, 15-footers weren't dropping like they had been either. And, they, yeah. again, we talked about those slumps are going to happen. Just kind of got to hope you climb out of them in time. And it, it looks like we have. Still waiting on Turner and Bowden to get back to where they were. They didn't play bad yesterday at all. I thought, but I thought Bowden played well. For I, thought the, they, I thought Turner was asked, I feel like, to play a lot of point guard. Yeah. They, even when Bowden was in the game, they had him bringing the ball up the court. I don't know if that was just based on who was guarding them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he did really well bringing the ball up the court. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had six assists. Um, two for ten, and you know Admiral Lamonte struggled from the three point line, but I mean you had a Bone that was able, and then Grant was able to hit a couple shots. Grant hit was hit two big threes. Yeah. That that one after uh, Schofield's dunk was probably the loudest I've heard Thompson Bowen Arena. Yeah, I haven't been there for the huge moments, but you know everyone was still buzzing from the dunk because it got real loud on the dunk, and then Grant comes down and hits that three, and it erupted. I thought. I definitely believe that's the loudest I've ever heard Thompson Bowling Arena. Again, same as you. I haven't been there. I wasn't there for the um, the Texas. Well, never Texas. I wasn't there for Kansas. I've heard people talk about Kansas, and like they're like, I can't define deafening exactly, but I think Kansas comes close to it. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be curious to hear what people, who people, the people that were there for the Kansas game, what they say about. Mm. Because it was, especially in the first half, um, in times of the second half when we like – were on them, but like it wasn't very close in the second half. I thought it was louder in the second half. Really? I thought like I don't so know. So I, I thought on defense, like we did a great job. Yeah. Of just like I thought there were a lot of possessions on defense in the first half where I was like, why are we not cheering right now? It's only like like we have a chance to extend this to double digits and 
Like no one's really dialed in in the like fans wise. And then I thought in the second half it just seemed like this constant like we're ready for the game to be over so we can erupt even louder. Like that's what yeah. it felt like to me. Oh yeah, like it that was buzz, like erupt, like yeah. that buzz that was just like waiting for the game to be over to pretty much probably yeah, talk when, shit. And when Admiral <laughs> went down there and you know hit that dunk, I got it on video. Like I was just filming at the end of the game, like you know the crowd about to sing Rocket Top and stuff, and happened to get the Admiral dunk on nice. on camera on camera. So I was like, oh well, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So big game, you know that. Like I said, that, that's probably the loudest I've heard Thompson Bowling Arena, um, and I, I definitely feel like we have home court advantage. Uh, yeah, in that yeah arena, it felt like a Neyland Stadium type of game. Right, and I think that just shows how much places like Rupp and places like Thompson Bowling mean to teams. I mean, I think after yesterday, it's safe to say now, at this point in Tennessee's basketball history. No one's going to come into uh, Thompson and just blow somebody, blow us out. No. Um, that's not going to be the case. It's going to be a, a contested uh, battle. Um, I mean, you had guys that, for Kentucky who have been playing. And I feel like, you know, this is a bad time for Kentucky to be playing in Thompson Bowling Arena if you look at what Tennessee's done the past – or uh, what Tennessee's done since Rupp. Rupp is where everybody kind of started that slump. Um, and I think, you know, if you've ever – and if you've ever played sports um, and you've ever played in like a – a uh, environment that's not friendly, it can get you off your game. And so, you know, equate, you know, I doubt a lot of people have played in, in environments like Thompson or Rupp. So equate that times, you know, a billion. <laughs> and yeah, I think it created a slump for some of our guys and they're just now getting back. You mentioned Bone having a much better game than he has the past four games. Um, kind of still waiting for Lamonte and Bowden to get back where they were before Rupp. Um, now Kentucky, they saw, you know, Johnson go one for five from the field. Uh, Hero go two for eleven. Um, PJ Washington didn't get a lot of minutes. Nick Richards was one for four. I mean, those guys are got uncomfortable yesterday. Did um, you hear Coach Cal say that it didn't matter how good we played, they're probably gonna beat us? And then he like went on to like blame the ref. How the ref? How good? It didn't matter how good Kentucky was gonna play, we were gonna beat him. Yeah, because the refs. And then no, he said that, and you, then he was like. We had more fouls called on us. Yeah, and then he went on. He was like, you know, that was a big call on um, P.J. Washington's second foul because they couldn't play him the rest of the half. But, you know, Alexander's five weren't big at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there was one play where Alexander legitimately did not touch a defender. Or, sorry, an offensive player. Tipped the ball out of bounds and they called a foul. I think that was his fourth. Yeah, his fourth. That time period in the second half where they called one, like, every possession. Yeah. There was, like, a – Three-minute span where every possession they were calling about. Yeah. And then that one on Lamonte, it was actually right when I walked in in the first half because I got there I got there with 13 minutes um, left in the first half. I got lucky. I got tickets at 145. I had no idea I was going to the game. Wasn't wearing orange. I got lucky, um, which I joked with Sam, my brother. I was like, I'm not wearing orange anymore to sporting events. Um, but showed up late because I had to run out all the way out to uh, West Knoxville to get my tickets. Uh, shout out to, I think it's Ashley Smith on Twitter. Thank you so much for hooking me up, not making me spin an arm and a leg. Um, but that there was a breakaway. Lamonte got all ball. I mean, I could see it from the, uh, concourse. Cause I, you know, poked in as soon as we walked in, I poked my head in very clean block, like no body, nothing blew the whistle before he even made the attempt, blew the whistle. Like it was, they decided it was going to be a foul. Yeah. I'm just like that. That's hot garbage. But yeah. And then, you know, I think uh, David Cobb tweeted something like, everybody just wants to make this a story about the refs. And then someone was like, 
I don't, I don't think that's the case, but the refs aren't good. That's why we talk about it. And someone's like, I mean, you booed them when a guy was getting checked out by the trainer. No, we booed them because I booed, I booed during that time period because for at least a minute, I don't know exactly how long, they kept a player on the floor with blood and they cleaned him up while like, and they stopped the game for it. I'm 99% sure the rule is you, if you have blood, you have to come off the yeah, quarter field until there's, and you cannot reenter until the blood's cleaned up. Yeah. So you should have gotten him out, shoot the free throws and play, and he can't or come you, on until you have to call a timeout. Yeah. And he, he can't come on until the next substitution. Yeah. Uh, that That's the rule. And you let a guy stay on. And it's not like it was just like one pass. Like he had to clean up a cut or a, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it may be. And that's why we booed for that. So, you know, maybe you need to know what's going on in the flow of the game before you just tweet about it. But, I mean, the refs obviously didn't cost us this game because we played much better. I think if you talk to any reasonable Tennessee fan, they'll say, we played terrible at Rupp, and the refs were also terrible. Yeah. I mean, and that's a fair – that's a fair point. I mean, Kentucky played terrible here. And then, you know, it's no longer close to refs' fault because they had had less fouls. So – and they shot thirty one percent. Yeah, from the field. Yeah, I mean they they played like us, but they had the refs being pretty neutral. Yeah. So unlike how you look at it in Rupp, and I don't remember Which the foul count did, from you Rupp. You didn't get to see this, but they brought both both teams together. I did see the picture. Okay. Yeah. Before the game, I'm curious what was said because there wasn't. Unless I'm not misremembering, I don't remember anything like there was no nothing close to like a bench clearing brawl like. In the Kentucky game, like nothing like that. Yeah, it wasn't like it was. I mean, it was a physical game because it was a rivalry, but it wasn't like there wasn't like a Memphis situation. Like if we played Memphis again, and they brought them together and it was like, "Hey, that crap's not happening." We'll tee you up immediately. That's fair because you know a fight was, you know, emotions were really high and that led to that. So that would be fair. I don't get why you brought them together for nothing happened in the Kentucky Tennessee game last time to warrant that. Yeah. That's why I was curious. I don't know if you noticed this either, but um, so I think we were or they were shooting free throws. Somebody was shooting free throws, and um, it was well into the second half. We we're uh, by fifteen plus, and I guess our team thought they were shooting on one, on one and one. Yeah, we went after it. Yeah, yeah. And did you see PJ Washington? No, he was just dying laughing. Really? I'm like, at that point, I'm probably not laughing. Right. Um. But I mean, most of these Kentucky, they're like, I don't care. Like we're not gonna be here next yeah. year anyway. Who <laughs> gives a shit? We can lose in the first round of the SEC tournament. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'm make it get paid. Boy. I might make a decent. I might make a decent run in the NCAA, depending on how I'm feeling. But other yeah. than that, he's like, Tennessee, y'all got this one. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm going to the NBA. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, uh, I did, I did. I mean, they shouldn't have been in bonus. Is probably why we we're. No, I think it was a shooting foul. In fairness. Um, but yeah, I, I know, I know what player you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely a fun game to be at. Probably the most. That was probably. I'm gonna say still the most fun I've had at a game was that Georgia game last year, just because of how it played out at the end, and then the thrill of winning the SEC. You know, getting the championship there was was big. Um, I'm gonna say that was the most fun. That was definitely yesterday was definitely the most electric atmosphere and. Yeah. Um, Nobody told me to sit down, and I stood up a lot. So, no, and I, I appreciate that. I was on the very back wall, so I could stand <laughs> up as much as I wanted to. Well, I was worried. There were a lot of older people around me. We were actually sitting next to one of the oldest ladies I've ever seen in a sporting event in my yeah. life. She had binoculars, and we were on like the twenty second row. I'm like, and she had like 
thick ass glasses. I'm like, I think this is where you stop coming to games. Yeah. But dude, she was in it. There was some play. I think it was John. Uh, I'm trying to remember what happened. I can't remember. I think I don't think she yelled at the ref. I think she yelled at uh, Keldon Johnson for like hitting somebody late or something. She was like, "Don't you do that again?" And I was like, "Tell him." I was yeah. like, "Let's go." Like she was. There she was, was feisty. So there was Kentucky fans sitting in front of us, and they were old men. Like they all had like walking. Like stage. they watched Rupp coach. Yes, definitely. <laughs> they're racist. They're racist. <laughs> um, and they come up there, and my dad was like. If y'all are gonna sit up here, you're gonna have to behave yourself. And you know how old men they're like. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> um, I'm impressed they made it. That's a hike, dude. It is. It's like steeper than kneeling. Like but, it's like I was out of breath, and I feel like yeah. I'm decent in decent right. shape. Um, but dude, it's yeah. a it's a hike. And like <laughs> what's crazy is I don't feel like like kneeling. I feel like you're sitting over the like when I sit in the upper deck. I feel like I'm sitting over the field. Thompson, I feel like I'm sitting way back. But I swear it's steeper. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because it's a basketball court and you know, I don't know. And it's like yeah, you know, it's kind of dark up there. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I also couldn't tell exactly how full it was. Like I was like, I don't know if there's like a lot of open seats in the upper deck because it's so it's like darker up there. There were a couple open seats around us. I thought about texting you all, and I was like, I'm gonna text them and tell them it's open, and someone's gonna come. Yeah, so I feel bad for telling them to come down here. And my dad, I don't know like what it is, but he never wants to move. That's like, fair. He, he always like wants to sit in the seat. That's fair. I'm like, I'll move. <laughs> if it's a better seat, I'll move to it. Yeah, I feel you. Um, they were good seats. I, I, I was, I was. A lot, I think that's the first time I've ever gotten lucky in terms of that uh, tickets for like last minute sporting event. I usually don't get that lucky. Uh, and I would, if I'd, you know, been more proactive, I probably would have gotten there at tip off, but I wasn't. Um, I also didn't have to run there. We probably would have gotten there with like. Five minutes left, but we found a joyride. So shout out to Joyride too for helping us out. Nice. I didn't die, and we got there with. Uh, I feel like I didn't miss much, so that was nice. Um, Mississippi State, Mississippi State, dude. I'm I'm more excited now. I'll, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous, but I think we've got our uh, swagger back, if you will. Um, I, I got my swagger back. <laughs> and I, this, you know, I'm not going to downplay Mississippi State. I think they're a good team. Um, I'm also not just going to completely pump them up either. I mean, we have an 82%, 83% chance of winning. Uh, I don't know what the spread is yet. Um, but, I mean, this Mississippi State team, at the beginning of the year, they were one of those three, four teams that we talked about being in the mix for, I guess, teams to um, be in the mix to have a chance to win it all. And, I mean, they, they've dropped a couple close ones um, to LSU and, and Kentucky. Uh, I they got blew out, blown out by Kentucky. Or not blown out, but beat pretty good by Kentucky one time. Um, and then another loss coming to Ole Miss when Ole Miss was really rolling. Uh, they're not – I mean, I don't think they're going to be an easy opponent. It's nice that you get them in Thompson. Mm-hmm. You mentioned how it sucks that it's a 9 p.m. tip-off. Yep. That does – that. that's a that's just sucky for environment types. The good thing is, is LSU plays Florida on Tuesday night, and I believe they tip off before. I need to check. So it might even be later than nine. No, it'll be a nine PM tip off, surely. Let's see here. Let me let me pull SEC schedule up from Tuesday night. But can you imagine if LSU loses before that game? Then it'll be Okay, they play on Wednesday night. I thought they played on Tuesday. That sucks. So they play on Wednesday night, but they play Florida? They play Florida. Who they want? Yeah, and they lost them in overtime last time. Nice. So, dude, there's a real chance if you take care of business, you're the 
and I talked about it. I don't know which one's more impressive. Sometimes to me, the regular season's more impressive because you've got to go that long. Um, you got to win so many games in a in a stretch of time, whereas like you can just kind of heat up at the right time. Like I could see winning the SEC tournament. I could see um, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss all winning it. Those I mean, those are good teams talented enough that if they heat up that week, yeah. So I mean that, and I'm not saying like that's still impressive, obviously, but I don't know which one's necessarily more impressive. Um, but I mean, this environment could have been big. There's just three 9 p.m. SEC tip-offs. Why do they do that? Yeah, I don't know. Those people got to work. Yeah, people got to go to school. That's terrible. Wow. Yeah. Hope, hopefully, with the SEC, you know, in contention, uh, and Tuesday being you know a, a immediate reflect reflection of that. SEC being an immediate reflection of Tuesday night. Hopefully, you know, 20,000 people show up and it's it's pretty loud. Yeah, Mississippi State I don't think can come into an environment and they melted down against Kentucky at home last time. Uh, they had a chance to win the game. I watched quite a bit of that game and just could not do it. Uh, they had opportunity after opportunity and, and couldn't close it out. Yeah, I, I definitely think that they're led by. Their point guard Weatherspoon, so it'll be a, a good matchup between him and Bone. Um, he averages eighteen point eight points per game, is shooting um, over fifty one percent from the field, um, and then Perry on, on uh, the boards. Their post player is you know pretty good. He I think mean, he had fourteen against Auburn, um, and like Weatherspoon's definitely like their leading scorer each game, right? Um, you know consistently. So Perry Perry's young too. Yeah, so, so I mean, it's. I feel like it's a good matchup with us. I feel like we can um, dominate them on the boards. I feel like the way our guards are playing defense, um, and Jordan Bone being the point guard that he is, I feel like we should have no problem with this team. No, we shouldn't. They're they're not very they're not very big on the inside. About all, I mean, size wise, they match up right with us. Kind of one of those things you you hope um, uh, Alexander can stay in. Mm-hmm. You hope uh, – I, I mean, I don't see why we don't do similar physicality-wise, why we don't do what we did last night all the time. All the time. Pons came in to just be physical for a couple minutes with P.J. before, you know, Grant came back in the game or Schofield went to guard him again. You don't need – if Pons gets a foul, who gives a shit? I thought Derek Walker did a good job Yeah, when he was in. He's I mean, only he, in for a few minutes too. Right. Um, but, but he was in there and, you know, he was a presence down low. You weren't going to, yeah. like, just go to the hole on him. You're just asking them to be physical. They yeah. both – they got three fouls between them. Yeah. They're like you just put him in there. Said I'm sure you just said if he's gonna score, it's not gonna be easy. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And they were able to do that, and that frees up guys like Grant and Schofield to at least get a break, and also probably keeps him out of foul trouble too. Yeah. Um, which is nice. So if if we can get and Pons didn't play incredible, um, couple good rebounds. Derek Walker, a couple rebounds, but they both. You mentioned them. Derek Walker coming in doing a fine job guarding PJ Washington for just a few minutes. Um. And they help us out. And then they both make us uh, – well, Derek Walker makes us probably more lengthy and Pond's more athletic. Um, yep. So it gives us different looks on the floor. Uh, I will say this. When Walker and Fulkerson are on the floor at the same time, my heart stops. It's scary. I'm like, oh, they could go on a 10-0 run in like a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will say this. Fulkerson's probably been our best – he's been better than Alexander lately. And, again, I feel for Alexander because he's been in foul trouble. But yeah, Fulkerson's, give, Fulkerson's given us a lot defensively lately. Mm-hmm. So – 
Do your thing, baby Fawn. Do your thing. No. Uh, but he, I, he's definitely for one like monster block a game. Oh yeah, he's got one in him, and he yeah. he had one. Um, he had a block after a foul, a phantom foul, that he like sent the dude into. He sent the ball into the student section. Yeah, like a volleyball spot. And some Kentucky fan was like yelling. I was like, dude, sit down. That wasn't a foul, and your dude just got a shit blocked. Sit down. <laughs> like you're an idiot. <laughs> but yeah, I mean there there's no reason we shouldn't dominate the paint guard play. I mean. If we get what we got Saturday, I mean, you're looking at an, another game. Tennessee can win by double digits. I hate saying that, yeah. But again, you just got to go in there and take care of business. Yeah, you you talk about how well we match up against this team. Um, it's just I don't I don't see where they beat us anywhere. Yeah. Because um, their guard play is not an old Miss LSU guard play. No. So I mean, if Weatherspoon wants to get hot from three and you have bone on him, put Bowden. Put pawns, put somebody else on him. That's put, that's his problem. Get whatever Schofield did with Hero and and guard him tight on. The, and maybe it's just, just Hero isn't as fast as some of these other guards. Yeah, and that's why it allowed Schofield to be more in his face. But yeah, when because they they switched like Bowden and him like right, playing, um, depending on who like what personnel was in. And I feel like he just couldn't get you know a flow going with with either one of those guys. On right, him. which I would be fine if Schofield played really hard in their face from, you know, on the perimeter. I'd rather go up to two than the easy three, honestly. Uh, especially the way people heat up against us. And we have to lead the league in teams beating the shot clock against us. It's incredible. Kentucky, I think, did it twice yesterday. We did it a couple times, too. I know we did it once on that one with Grant, and Calipari, Calipari Pari lost his shit. And I was like, dude, I get that. Grant, like, turn away floater from the basket. Yeah, I would be <laughs> effing pissed, too. Um but, yeah, we, we did it several times, which we don't normally do it. So, it felt good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, Weatherspoon's going to be, you know, he's pretty fast. He can get to the hole. But, I mean, I guess that's where you just, you ask for that help defense. I guess you kind of got to. But Bowden should be fast enough to guard any guard. Yeah. On the perimeter, be in their face and guard them. Bone, same for him. Lamonte, same for him. Um, and, golly, if Bone goes to the hole like that on Tuesday night, we're going to be fine. Oh yeah, go Dude, to the hole like that. We'll be fine. Floater game. I mean, he can he can just float. He can fly. Yeah, he can float in the air for such a long period of time that you don't have a chance to block it. And if you do no. block it, you're probably gonna foul him. Right. Um. So I mean, yeah, just him getting to the hole just opens up so much for this team. And I feel like the threes that Turner and Admiral put up for the most part was like open shots. Yeah, they just weren't falling. Right. Um. And, I mean, we didn't play our best game offensively, but, you know, we were able to do, um, you know, so much defensively where it didn't matter. And I feel like that's kind of where we got to – got back to where we were last season playing defense, where we didn't have to depend so much on offense. Mm -hmm. Um, But this year you have the offense. Um, So we've kind of taken a step back on defense. And, I mean, if we're able to put both of those together, damn. Yeah, I like what you said kind of about that Um, offense wasn't really in the groove. There was in the first half we had I got we had three chances in a row um, to go up by eight I think mm-hmm. like they came down the floor and had a either a terrible offensive possession or we had a really good defensive possession and then we go down the floor and waste it and I'm like we got to take I think that's the big thing um, really about Mississippi State but I mean the rest of the season here on out but take advantage of what they give you when they're playing terrible don't give them hope go down and take the take two points. 
You know, yeah. we don't need to jack up shots. We don't we don't necessarily need the big dunk. Like Scope, I mean, I know Schofield had that huge dunk, which was electric, but he also had a huge miss. Um five or so odd possessions before that. Uh, a dunk that maybe didn't need to be a tough slam at the rim. Um and he tried to go over, I think, Johnson and, and missed it. Um God the Or maybe Richard, sorry. The worst play that I saw yesterday from us was when Bowden had the wide open dunk and got like jumped too early, I guess, and got caught in between like a dunk and a layup. Yeah. And just missed it yeah. entirely. And you're just like, God. Um, but he's been in a he's been in a slump. So yeah. like, you know, sometimes the ball just rolls that way. Right. Hopefully um, he's climbing out nine points. Yeah. Two four, steals. Four for nine from the field. He'll get back there. Yep. All all we're asking for is probably about nine points. Right right up right inside double digits and we'll yeah. be fine. Same for Lamonte. Um and I don't think Schofield's ever going to go over six again in his life. So from three, yeah, I hope not. At least that that that's not ideal um, ever. But if we're going to look back, I think Mississippi State leads the league in steals. Um, so I oh. feel like they're a pretty decent defensive team. Well, um, come at it. We're we're playing fine offensively. Yeah. We do get lazy sometimes, but hopefully, uh, now that we're out of this slump, that won't that won't be the case. Yeah, they lead the league in eight point three. But we have the one of the best point guards in the league, so yep. I don't I don't really not too worried about that one. Yeah, turn the ball over that much. Yep. Um if you're gonna try to go to Tuesday night's game. Yeah. Tell you about our friends at Tick Splits, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticketing providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at Tick Splits the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TickSplits.com and enter promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Promo code ARMCHAIR. TickSplits. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. Guys, go check them out. I just used them yesterday to buy Miami Heat tickets when I'm in Miami. Oh, there you go. Got that 5% off. Ready to go. See the Dwayne Wade... Um, farewell tour and also see VFL Josh Richardson yeah that'll be exciting you need to tweet at him see if you can get meet him after the game or something or before the game we'll go out Miami that'd be awesome yeah that'd be cool I would be really pissed then (laughs) Um, looking back at uh, this weekend in college basketball uh, I'm going to start with you almost saw Tennessee take a lead in the SEC with Alabama coming oh so close to knocking off LSU that the fact that I for a second thought, man, I hope Alabama wins, kind of hurt my heart, I'll be honest. But at least it was basketball, and it would have given Tennessee a better SEC standing. So that's fine, too, I think. Yeah. Um, not not a good look for LSU. Hopefully they the next time around they they do slip up. I'm hoping. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you're North Carolina. getting Going to a close one with Clemson. Yeah. And Roy Williams collapsed on the, on the court. What? Um he ser- he suffers from vertigo. Oh, okay. Um so he had to he had to leave the game like early in the first half. I've got a really funny story about vertigo. Um the cheerleaders at the school that I coach at South Oil were out running on the track one day. Um and one girl started walking and they were like yelled at her like Susie, whatever her name was. They're like, You need to be running and she was like, I have vert Susie replied, I've got vertigo and they're like, What's that? She's like, I get dizzy or what was it? I get dizzy and then she's like, Okay, <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's really the way to explain it, but yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, uh, yeah. I was, I was like, yeah, that's, that was interesting. She definitely heard that from somewhere, and she Probably. might have felt a little dizzy. Um, <laughs> She's like, I, de- like, I definitely have vertigo. <laughs> I've got vertigo. Self-diagnosis, I've got vertigo. Yes. Uh, Nevada got knocked off by Utah State. And then huh. Utah State rushed the court. Did you see the, not fight, but like the yes. Nevada players in the tunnel? Really accident? just that one. Yeah. And then the coach was like yelling at the cops. And yeah. I'm like, okay, let's. Yeah, I wouldn't be yelling. Did you at see the, the videos? I didn't see any. Oh, I didn't see anything about the court or anything. I saw, I watched like three or four different angles of the court, and I don't see anybody touch anybody. They may have said something to the player, apparently called him the N word, which is obviously wrong. But my response is to that. I don't think the way to respond to him is like, come at me, N word. Because now you're just yelling the same word back that you got yeah. offended by. That's what why, I was confused punch about. punch glass? I never understood why anybody would punch glass. Makes a cool sound when you break it. I guess. Um, <laughs> and then he like went back for more. Like yeah. he, everybody, they thought he had him calmed down. Then he ran back down the hall. Yeah. And now every now everyone's like, uh, rushing the court in college basketball needs to stop. And I'm like, and they're like, it's not. This isn't about the fans. It's about the players. And I'm like, okay, look, I, I'm totally with you. It's not about the fans. But at the same time, sports wouldn't exist without fans. It's why leagues like the AAF barely last because there's no fans there. Yeah. It is somewhat about the fans and the fan experience. Traditions like rushing the court shouldn't stop. Now, player safety should be above all, and you need to figure out how to do it. But obviously, Utah State did a decent job of ensuring that. They got them off the court without anybody touching them. Stupid fans are going to be stupid fans regardless. So if somebody yelled that at them, they were going to yell it at them whether they rushed the court or not. So just find that dumb fan and punish them. Yeah. It, there's there's every time. there's so many cameras in that arena you can't find the guy that yelled the n word at him. Come on. Yeah, and I'm. I think it was like you already lost. Like, there's no need to like make a scene. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's right. It's not right. No, and I, I hate that. But it, how many? But how many arenas does that happen out a year? Yeah. And that doesn't make it right, but there's probably a better way to handle it than trying so, to fight yeah, the fan. College basketball. Is not the blame for what happened. Yeah, or storming even storming the court. Yeah, isn't no. I'll, you should have lost. How about <laughs> that? How about that trumps everything? Right, and the guy probably still would have called you that if you had won walking off the court. But you wouldn't have cared. Right, you probably would have laughed. Yep, because you would have been like, "You're just salty." Yeah, um, I did not see that Arkansas ended up knocking off Ole Miss. Is Arkansas going to kind of make a sneak run in the in the tournament? I don't know the way because like came they played good. Yeah, the way they came to Knoxville, like they're terrible, but like they keep. And we played bad in that second half, so make sure you hear me say that. But they did outscore us by what twenty points in the second half. I mean, they have the ability to go score. Yeah, and we still beat them by like thirty. Yeah, it wasn't pretty for them. Um, they did almost knock off Kentucky though, Houston, and Houston got beat. Houston got beat really. Who'd they get yeah. beat by? UCF um, for their okay. second loss. Oh, yeah. Season. I did see that. I did see that. It's big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that probably caused that caused them probably to lose a two seed in the tournament. And they're not going to get that back. I mean, there's no way. I don't know what's no. left on their schedule, but I don't see that happening. No. Yeah, I mean, oh, God. Arkansas got destroyed by Auburn. They play Kentucky close. Probably should have beat them if it's not for the refs. Yeah. Um, beat Ole Miss by one who's – Third in the fourth in the SEC. Alabama Third in the let me down yesterday. Yeah, I know that would have been nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this Arkansas team's definitely weird. Played Texas Tech to three points. I think a lot of people have Texas Tech as like a huge under, like underdog, like 
overlooked team. And I would kind of agree with that. I mean, yeah. not saying that they're like a number one rank, but they're probably could be higher than 14 if they they're on the right side of some games. So yeah, they had a three game slide. Um, they just lost to Kansas not too long ago, um, but they lost earlier in the Big Twelve um, conference schedule. They lost to Iowa State, Baylor, and Kansas State like back to back to back. Yeah, that's not that's never good. Um, but they've won seven in a row, so maybe they're back on track. Maybe we'll see. Maybe. Um, they don't want none of this smoke, though. No, they don't. That's for sure. That's for show. Uh, they play Texas, I think, Monday night, I believe. Texas Tech? <coughs> yeah, they do. They're favored by eight in that game. Mm. We'll see. Anything else about college basketball? Nope. No. Um, <coughs> I think Tennessee should be ranked at least number five this year, this week. Yeah. I think four. Four, four's, four's, I think four's realistic. Duke's tough to, the only reason Duke's tough, tough to bump is they are Duke. Their losses have been just as good as ours, I guess, if you want to call a loss good. Like, no, no loss has been worse. Mm-hmm. Um, North Carolina, we shouldn't jump them. Uh, I don't think, I mean, I guess we could technically. Our record is better, but they haven't done anything to lose that ranking. So that's yeah. kind of hard. We, we talked about that at the beginning of the year. If you haven't really done anything to lose it, I don't know why you could. We could jump them. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just don't think it should happen. Um, so I'm thinking North Carolina at four, Tennessee at five, everybody else uh, one through three, one through one through three stays the same. Because so, if North Carolina wasn't going to jump Duke, like if they were going to jump them, that would happen last week. Yeah, I think we move to four. It's possible. I think Michigan State's back. Kentucky's obviously back. Michigan lost. Did Michigan State end up winning yesterday? Duke lost this week, so they they should definitely move back. And I don't think, I think us beating Kentucky and us having the same record or a better record than them, I think we jump. Yeah, we should jump them. Yeah. So it's. I forgot about Duke losing Virginia Tech. Yeah. So I forgot about that. Gonzaga, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Duke, Kentucky. Michigan. That's what I'll go. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Michigan State, probably after that. Texas State, maybe. I don't know how far back they moved Kentucky, which is fair. I mean, it was a big, you know, we only moved back to we moved back to six after that loss, Five. right? Five. Yeah. So that that's fair. Um, so I don't know how far back they move. I'm going to go they probably moved to six. One. North Carolina, Tennessee. What did Michigan State end up doing this week? They lost. They did. That's what I thought. Yeah, they lost yesterday to Indiana. Yeah. Um, Michigan's won every night this week, right? They yeah. their only loss came last Sunday to Michigan State, right? Yes. Is that last Sunday? Yeah. Um. So I guess you Michigan jump moves back up. Do they move ahead of Duke though? Can they go from nine to jumping Duke? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Yeah. So Duke doesn't move too far back. Kind of the same. I guess they. Do they jump Kentucky that much either? I don't know. This could be an interesting week after five. And, I mean, who knows what they'll do with Tennessee? Who knows? Because, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious there are a lot of AP voters that just don't believe in them. Yeah. Um, Hopefully we made some believers out of them, and hopefully that, you know, Bone getting healthy, Alexander getting healthy, 
Um, you know, this team just having some time to rest a little bit definitely right. helps our cause. And, you know, I definitely – you know, I know the one seed doesn't really matter, but I definitely want it because it's the first ever Right. Seed. I don't remember what the entire bracket was, but we were a two seed. I think Virginia was the one in that one, and I was A-OK with that bracket. Did you see that one, huh. the one I'm talking about? I can't remember. I saw it earlier this week. We were a two seed in somewhere with Virginia, and it was it was fine by me. Let's get it. Fine by me. Um, it was probably the easiest path we would have had to uh, to the Final Four. Not that any path's easy there, but the easier one. Um, and Tennessee basketball, man, I mean, they're probably going to be around for a while as uh, up to, you know, with what the recruits were gotten. You know, they're – They've got the ability to be to stick around. Big week on campus. You had two. Uh, well, you had one five star who's committed, who's coming to t- or signed, coming to Tennessee and Josiah James. I don't see how he's not a one and done. Yeah. With the way he's projected, um, you have DJ Burns on the bench, who's redshirting. Um, you only lose Schofield and Ale- uh, Alexander. So I did hear something today. Okay. <clears throat> it made me think. So, I don't know if you noticed, but every time Josiah James comes to campus, do you know who he stays with? I'm going to guess Grant, maybe? Grant, okay. yes. So, Grant's family and Josiah James' family are really close. Okay. And so, somebody told me that Josiah James has a deal with Grant that if he goes to Ten- if he were to go to Tennessee, he's staying. Grant has to stay. Okay. So I'll I'll be totally fine. Josiah's signed though, right? Yeah, so he's, he's coming. He's here. So Grant's yeah. staying then, if that's the yeah. case. So that's that's what I heard. You know, I definitely think, if nothing else, Jordan Bone and uh, Grant Williams will test the waters to see kind of where they stand. Right. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I feel like it really helped Admiral. Yeah, out. especially since you can go through all the workouts anyways. Yeah, do it. Just yeah. do that for if you get the invite, do it. So. um you know, we'll we'll see next year, but and then having Corey Walker, uh, the guy we just got today, I guess we'll just you know go ahead and go into recruiting. Yep. Um, Corey Walker from uh, Bishop Snyder High School in Jacksonville, Florida, committed to Tennessee today. Um, he was on campus yesterday for the Kentucky game. Is a five star per twenty four seven Sports, um, the number six small forward in the country, the number four player in the state of Florida, and the number twenty three player nationally. Um, so this is a big get, you know, Josiah James, you're like, okay, you know, we got a four star. That's awesome. You know, now we're getting a lot of looks from the higher tiered players in America. Yeah. And, you know, getting, getting these guys on campus is one thing, but are you able to bring them in? Um, and this proves that this, you know, staff is able to do that. Rob Lanier has, you know, worked tireless, tirelessly, um, you know, trying to get guys in this program. So I don't think Tennessee basketball is going to go is going to go anywhere. I think it's going to stay right here. I think it's going to keep building and building as a better program. Um, and it's awesome that we're able to develop such talent and then you know add guys in that are five, four and five stars. Yeah. Um, you know that that does nothing but help this team. You know you're going to get some guys that are going to stay for a little while. Some might leave. Um, right. But it's. You know, each season you're going to get better and better probably. That, and your hope is you can <coughs> replace the guys that are 
that are leaving. Yeah. Um, that, that's your hope. I think, you know, I know it's early to say this, but as of right now, it definitely looks like you're getting at least a good trade, guard for guard, Josiah for Admiral. Yeah. So that that's good. Um, replacing Alexander will obviously be a tall task. Nice pun, huh? Tall mm-hmm. guy. Yeah. Um, but it's not like he takes up a ton of stat on in our team. Yeah. Um, as far as that goes. Now, you will be looking again. You'll kind of run into that 2017-18 situation that you're looking for a big body, um, somebody to be uh, lengthy. But physicality-wise, you, you still have a lot of guys hanging around. So yeah. that, that's good. Um, it is scary. Somebody tweeted out like what they projected our um, starting lineup to be next year, and John Fulverson was in there. And I was like, oof. I don't know if I just love that. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not uh not super crazy about that. Uh big week though for for another signee is Drew Pember. They're they they won, they're going to state. Bearden yeah. is. Um man, I I know he's little, but have we looked at that guard? Would the kid walk on at UT before he signed with a smaller school? That's my question. Maybe. Cause the kid can flat out play. I can't remember his name. Um which well, is Glover, right? Glover, yeah, Glover. I think Glover, yeah, Glover. Yeah. The kid can play. He can shoot. Um, he, he can dunk. He can shoot. He can dunk. He's only like five eight, five nine. Like he's not a big body at all. Uh, he's fast. Great ball handling. We need to at least be talking. Ho- I hope we're talking to him. Yeah. And I'm not saying offer him. I think when you get into guy size matters at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. I'm not saying yeah, go blatant. You know, let's offer him right now. But I hope we're talking to him. Yeah, I mean, do we have a point guard for the future? Right. Um, and that that's a guy who's not going to be wowed by the NBA, so he might be somebody who can stay here for four years. Yep. And maybe his junior or senior year, you know, get some kind of role. But yeah, the dude's putting on a show. Um, and you know, I feel like a lot of smaller teams are taking notice, and you know, if, if more I, of those, you know, continue to offer him, I feel like. It just takes that one power five offer to for the other ones to keep coming. Right. Quez Glover, they have him listed at six foot. So that means he's probably at most like five ten. Because <laughs> I know how that stuff goes. Um Yeah, I don't know. Until you get to the NBA and then they hurt your feelings. There's no way he's yeah, they're like, take off your shoes. Yeah. Um put your hair. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna put you in an ice bath before we even yeah. weigh you or weigh you, uh measure you. So oh apparently he may be. It says ver- it's verbalcommits.com. I don't know where he's recruiting update. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what his situation looks like, but the dude, every time I like they show Drew Pember highlights, um, I'm like, uh, why are we not talking about this kid? <laughs> yeah. So apparently he looks like he's going to Furman maybe. I know somebody was in attendance. I can't remember who it was, um, but somebody was there to watch him against Mike in that, uh, is it sectionals? Probably or the region time. Region, yeah, something yeah. like that. He did. It looks like Furman. He went on a visit to Furman in February. Okay. So, well, I guess he hadn't. He's got a three point two GPA, twenty three ACT. I mean, that's good enough to get into UT, and I'm sure get enough scholarships to help out. Why talk to him? Yeah, talk to him. We'll see. Yeah, I'm. I'm disappointed. I haven't heard enough about him because he plays with a UT signee that honestly just hadn't been super impressive for me. Yeah, no. They say he can shoot really well. Yeah, but, I mean, he's just not lining it up like you see, like, high school players do. Right. Like, that, like Josiah James highlights and his stat lines are impressive. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, we'll see. But it, it was a it was a big recruiting weekend. You had a ton of um, basketball recruits on campus. Some couldn't make it for for whatever reason. Um, had, a lot of them are trying to qualify for state. Yeah, Drew Pember just got lucky that they didn't have to travel because they won. Yeah. So. And Keon Johnson uh, is in from Bell Buckle, Tennessee. I think his team's going on as well, so he wasn't able to come in. But you're able to get Corey Walker in here um, and able to get a commitment as he left, uh, I guess today. So um, let's see where Tennessee is ranked. I don't. I didn't look at that. Whose team is that? Sorry. So they're the number two. Ranked team in the country. What? Say that again. They're uh, recruiting or ranking. Oh, okay. For the 2020 class. Um, so, the number two nationally, number one in the SEC. Pretty good right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, then you had a big junior day as well um, for football. The juniors were able to come in and, you know, take a visit to see. Um, they probably all went to the basketball game right. and everything like that. So. It was definitely a big weekend, and it's it's good to have, you know, teams like like basketball recruits will come and go to football games, right? And then you know, vice versa. It's good to have you know two great atmospheres like that um, to be able to show you know what kind of um, exposure and stuff that we actually get here at Tennessee. Um, but some notable guys for uh, on the football recruiting front for the twenty twenty class is four star inside linebacker. Um, Lyneth Whitehead, four-star wide receiver EJ Williams, four-star outside linebacker Jordan Banks, four-star wide receiver Chris Abrams, um, Drain, three-star center Cooper Mays, four-star um, strong defensive end Jay Hardy, four-star strong defensive end Tyler Barron. Um, and those who the last guys I mentioned, or the last three guys I mentioned, Cooper Mays, Jay Hardy, and Tyler Barron, are all from the state of Tennessee. Um, Barron and Mays are from Knoxville Catholic, so you know they'll probably be on campus pretty much every weekend. Right, not going to another school. Um, and then Jay Hardy is from Macaulay School in Chattanooga, and he was ranked a three star and just freaking shot up and is ranked like number sixty five in the country right now. Um, and just got his four star, so he's really shot up. You know, Tennessee is is big on him and wants to continue. Um, continue that momentum on the recruiting front with him and try to, you know, see if they can get a commitment later on. So we'll see kind of what happens with this 2020 class. We'll know a lot more come football season. Um, but you're starting early with these guys. Yeah. You've already started getting offers and everything like that. So it's all about getting them here for camp, um, getting them here for, for an official visit. And, you know, this staff has proved they can recruit with the best of them. Yeah, absolutely. And you talked about how big it is to get um, player, you know, players in for um, basketball players in for football and, and football and for basketball. And uh, it's just big, especially for games like, like that. Uh, I was talking to some uh, – I think my family and my brothers about it last night and this morning, and I was just like, I don't know how as a recruit you can come to a game like yesterday and not be wowed and not at least think, I want to be here. I'm not saying you sign, you commit, and you come, but you at least think you want to be here. And that goes for football, too. Um, you know this school uh, is much more invested in football, and you saw 21,000 strong yesterday at the basketball game. And then, you know, we know some of them were on Market Square, and I know that's, you know, a very rare occurrence for it to be that busy, but they're, it's busy, plus with a lot of orange going on, it at least looks like most people are there for the basketball game. Oh, yeah. Um, so that that's a big selling point, too. Uh 
yeah, I, I don't know how you how you come to Knoxville, how you you go to Thompson Bowling Arena, whether it be as a football player, basketball player, and, and don't think I want to be here. And it's kind of the same for teams like baseball. Um, you know, they're they're going to have guys come in in the fall that go to Neyland and and experience the uh the the tailgating and whatnot. I don't know how you do that and think don't think oh I want to be here. Yeah. So. It's a definitely exciting time in, in Tennessee uh, athletics, and and hopefully, hopefully football can get there with the the rest of them, and and I'm hoping baseball stays on this track. They are 12 and 0, best start or tie the best start, excuse me, yeah. um, in baseball or Tennessee baseball history. Yeah, so the, like you said, the best start since 2014, where they um, tied it. Hopefully, they go to Troy um, earlier this week, and you know we'll get that 13th win in a row, and get that best start in program history. Um, but they went down to Pensacola, Florida um, for the Cox Diamond Invitational. And the first game was against Louisiana Monroe. Um, Garrett, Stall- Garrett Stallings got the got the start. Um, is now 3-0 on the season. Um, Ellerick, Alaric, I guess. S- Solary. Um, <laughs> had three RBIs. Um, one hit. Uh, it was a three-run home run that he had. And then Andre Lipsius had a home run as well. He had two hits for two RBIs. Um, and Tennessee won that game 7-2. to And then North Florida was their opponent. The, they actually had a doubleheader on Saturday due to the rain today. So they played North Florida first, who was 8-4 and four on the season. Um, and Zach Lingenfelter got his um, third start, third win. Um Evan Russell had four walks in the game, so doing a good job at the plate of just you know recognizing pitching and uh, being selective up there. And then Ricky Martinez had um, three walks as well, so they had I think we had fourteen walks as a team. Um, Jay Charleston had three RBIs, um, and Luke Lipsius hit a home run in this game and uh, the second game against Western Kentucky, where Will Neely got the start. Um, he improves to two and zero on the season. Uh, we won that game six to three. Luke Lipsius had three RBIs, a three run home run. Um, so you know the Lipsius twins had a big, um, a big weekend. I think they're they lead the team with ten RBIs apiece and have combined for five home runs. Um, so. You know, big to get those guys hitting and, you know, different ends of the lineup. And, you know, Tennessee's rolling right now, pitching-wise and hitting. Um, they're looking good. I know it's not against the best opponents, but, you know, you're taking care of business. You're yeah. winning the games you should, and that's part of the game. That's a big deal, especially right now, It's taking care of business because yeah. you're not having the best of opponents. You did have Indiana at least in here. And you've and you played some quality uh, smaller schools. Yeah. It's not, you know, they haven't been these SEC schools, but it's a nice tune-up. Um, you go to you talked about Troy uh, early this week to to look to get the best start in program history. Um, I hope their goal as a team right now is to be undefeated going into SEC play because that's a real goal or a real, a, a very attainable goal. Yeah. And um, the, the, you know we talked about how Fresno State should be quality. They come in this weekend. We'll talk more about that on Wednesday's episode. Um, but a realistic chance to start undefeated, uh, especially getting through that uh, three game weekend one of one day where two of those games being a doubleheader on Saturday to avoid I guess bad weather today I don't know what it was like in Florida but yeah um 
At least here, it's been terrible. We know that. Yeah, so and that, I think <laughs> that last game, they only played seven innings, okay. innings, which they usually do when they play doubleheaders, play that last one, just seven. But um, like you said, it's just big to you know take care of business, and hopefully we can get that. I think it's – is it on Tuesday? Yes, Tuesday night against Troy in Hoover. Hoover, Alabama. Yeah. I like it. The Hoover Classic, so I don't know what Maybe that – Maybe will be there. Do what? Maybe Peru will Maybe. be there too. If anybody has uh, – speaking of Hoover and Peru, two-a-day DVDs, uh, two days DVDs. Hit me up. I'll buy them off of you. I want to watch them and see. Like I remember watching the show, but I don't remember Pruitt specifically. So I, w- I would like to watch it now. Have you tried to get them on Amazon? Yeah, I could not find them. Really? Yeah, hmm. they're like listed on Amazon Prime, but when I went to buy them, they're unavailable. So I don't know. Dang. Yeah, very interesting. So if anybody has them, let me know and I'll, I'll buy them off of you for not very expensive. <sighs> I'm not looking to spend an arm and a leg. Um, looking at our segments. Am I right? Yep. Looking at our segments, most important of the week. I don't know if I have any. Uh, well, you know, Tennessee winning. That's that's the most important. I know I've got several fails. Ooh, I got to meet Swiper Boy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I just saw him, and I was Love like, that, yeah. I was like, Dad, here, hold this. <laughs> um, I just went up, I was like, hey, do you care if I take your picture? And, like, you could tell, like, everybody else was, like, looking at him, and they're like, Either trying uh, to find out who yeah, he was or or trying to decide if they wanted to ask him. Like, yeah, because he's like the other. not decked out in orange, just like dressed nice. And, right. Um, he's taller than everybody, so like, that has to be somebody. Right. Um, right. So I was like, holy crap. That's Swiper Boy. That's Swiper Boy. So, yeah, I got a picture with him. It's cool. Yeah. Um, my most important, this is, this is my borderline most important and fail. Uh, there's a most important in it and a fail. Keldon Johnson slapping the floor as Jordan Bone brought the ball up the court and then gets beat off the dribble. And they're down by like 15. Yeah. 17, you, something like something that. that. And you got beat off the dribble. Yeah, it's stupid. So most important to uh, Bone, who had 24 points, and failed to Keldon Johnson for slapping the floor. Yeah. And not like he he never had to pass the ball. He beat you off the dribble and scored. So pretty bad there. That's your, so my most important – that's your most important or favorite? And both. Oh. Two, two for, you got a twofer there. All right. Good. You got a twofer. So somebody tweeted out the Neyland Stadium Wi-Fi password. Yeah. Hey, uh, why did they do that? Because now they're going to change it. I didn't think about that. That sucks. I mean, like, cool that I have it, and hopefully it works when I get there this season. But I'm going to be really mad if they changed it now. You should have just sent it around in a text. Ball for life one. That might be it. I, I appreciate you doing that. Like, the sentiment was nice, but you should have just sent it around in a text. Yeah. It would have eventually, you know, made its rounds. That's true. Uh, again, really appreciate it, though. Appreciate the thought. So, another most important I have, Trey Young. Um, the rookie from Oklahoma, the point guard for the Atlanta Hawks, scoring a career high of 45 points and five rebounds and 12 assists against the Bulls. Does that was that his his stat line today? Uh, no, it was the other day. Okay, well I'm gonna go with that leads me into one of my fails was him getting teed up and thrown out today. Did you see that? <laughs> I did see that. How the hell? I mean, he must have cussed and like talked shit to that dude, right? Yeah, I guess. Because why in the world would that be a tee? I don't know. I'm just for one, I don't I don't let the boys anything play. Anything you say, unless it's just like unless it's like hey effing pussy. Yeah. What's that like the worst of the worst? <laughs> I feel like you couldn't get thrown out for something you say. I mean, I, I think it's got to be like I think it's got to be like inciting something like Yeah. 
like you can't pretty much like, like pretty much like I think it's got to be like challenging, essentially challenging someone to a fight. Yeah, kind of thing. That's probably true. Like you're trying to incite violence. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think that's the only way that happens. I agree. It's got to be. It's got to. I think you got to say some really bad stuff to get thrown out for just saying it. I, I do. Um. You got any more most importance? I don't. That's all I got. Do the fail. It's been a good week, though. Um, I have a couple fails. Uh, my first one is Kentucky fans complain about Admiral's dunk. That didn't even count. Especially because at your place, you had an open dunk with 32 seconds left and took it. And everyone's like, well, he ha- wouldn't have been able to dribble out the entire clock. Yeah, but he could have ran it down to like, he could have ran down the shot clock to like 10 seconds before trying to make a play if he wanted to. And or at least waited until the shot clock cut off for us because we inbounded the ball and the shot clock was still live, like it was a second difference. Yeah. So it was legit the same thing. The only difference, our points didn't count. Not a good look. So shut up about that. You're wrong. Period. <laughs> I'm gonna go with fell the week. My man LeBron James. Oh yeah, that was that was one of mine. <laughs> um. So gets the ball. Um, and he's going to inbound it. And I guess he just kind of sees his guy in the corner of his eye um, and just, like, chucks it at him. Um, and it was the ref. So, it hit the ref. No, no. He hit the backboard. No, it hits the ref. Does it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it's, it hit. It hits the ref. I thought it hit under the backboard. Like, the behind the backboard. I'm pretty sure it hit the ref. Oh, maybe. Wow. I've been seeing it wrong the whole time. See, I was going to get, like, real on to him because I was like... You've been playing basketball how long? And now he hits the backboard. At least I don't see the ref's head move or anything. Yeah, it hits the backboard. Oh, okay. Like the bottom of it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, no, it definitely hits the backboard. Do you have it? I like. Yeah, yeah. It goes back. So I saw it. I thought it hit the yeah. ref. Okay, yeah. That it definitely sense. looks like I had to watch a couple of times after you said that. Yeah, okay, definitely. It's a backboard. My fail, like the reason it's my fail is I'm just like, how long have you been playing basketball? I feel like your awareness, because the goal doesn't move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like your awareness for where the goal is at should be pretty he's high. definitely ready for that game to be over with. I think he's ready for this entire season to be over with. Yeah. I don't know how he stays at the Lakers. All those, all those dudes getting traded. <laughs> all of them. They got lucky they survived trade deadline this year. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he's done, like, trying to build a team to a certain point. I, I don't know. Like it's uh, not all about winning championships. I feel like he's kind of looking out for his kids know. as well and trying to. Maybe. Like, but I feel like Cleveland's situation, I know the management situation's poor. But, like, I feel like that team could have been good this year with him on it. Oh, no. They're horrible. With him on it, though? JR? They have a, what's his name? Colin um, Sexton, that's it. Yeah, but I feel like... Nah, they have been terrible. They're uh, like the worst team in the East. Would they have been worse than the Lakers? Would they have been hmm. worse than the Lakers? Yeah, with him on it. Like, you take him off the Lakers, put him on the Cavs. So the Lakers have what they have now, the Cavs have him. What they have now plus him. I mean, in the East, they probably are a playoff team, but they're not good. Like, they're not a top five team in the NBA. That's fair. I don't know if they ever would have been without LeBron. Uh, like, I think LeBron could have made them a yeah. title contender. 
And I, I definitely feel like Kyrie is definitely definitely wishing he didn't leave. I'm sure. I feel like that Boston team has I don't know. I feel like they're just like right there on the cusp of being Yeah, I feel like the they like I don't know what to be really good, I don't know what it is. But like the 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 way that they like handle games, yeah, like it's all on Kyrie. Yeah, and like he's not used to just having like, I mean, his first year, that's all he had was Kyrie, right? Um, but when LeBron came back, he didn't have to just like he had his time to take over when he wanted to, right? But like, it wasn't necessarily all set on him, right? Like it is in Boston. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like they're they're out there. Um, I got a, two more fails. Uh, I don't know how many more you have. My first one is Rocky Top Insider made a video of Cardi B, kind of like a playover of Tennessee with Burt, Burt, some Burt, 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 Burt Camp money uh, thrown in there. And then they bleeped out the word sex, but didn't bleep out the word bitch. <laughs> I, if I can find it, I'll play it for you all. I don't. There's, I just don't get it. They definitely deleted that, right? No. That's pretty cool. I, I just don't get why you would yeah. bleep out sex and yeah. not bitch. Just leave it, dude. Or bleep them both Everybody out. Knows the fr- <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't get bleeping. Like, that doesn't make it a clean version, bleeping out words like that. Boxing Weekend has been renewed. Really? I didn't know they canceled it. I mean, I, I know why, but... Yeah. So, apparently that Tanner Kid's mom was like a big advocate in bringing it back. Huh. That's good. But they're going to like honor him. That's cool. Very cool. Um, my last fail. Most important right there. Uh, my last fail, because Boxing Weekend is some of the most fun weekends I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, last fail is a North Carolina Duke women's game. Did you see that? Get I did heated? see that. And then that girl, I was like following one of the, like, the ref isn't grabbing her at first. The ref's just trying to break it up. The girl keeps going. I believe the North Carolina player, Duke player, keeps going at her. So finally the refs have, no, it's the North Carolina girl. Finally the refs had to grab her. And then she's mad that everyone's holding her. And I'm like, well, if you would calm the F down and quit trying to fight everybody, <laughs> they wouldn't have to hold you. <laughs> like, jeez. I don't get people like that. They're like, man, just let go of me. And I'm like, okay, calm down and we won't have to hold you. <laughs> You know what's crazy, though, is, like, in the NBA, and I've always thought about this, in the NBA, if, like, a a player can go up to another player and just knock his lights out, and, like, yeah, there's fines and everything, but it's not, like, legal stuff, but if you go right outside the arena and throw a sucker punch at somebody, you get assault. There have been stuff, though, where cases like that would get reviewed. Like, I know it's happened in high school sports. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Where, like, they're like, okay, we're going to have the police get involved with that. Like, a couple years ago, there was a high school football brawl that ended up with some people getting, especially, like, if parents or coaches get involved, like, physically, some assault charges will come out. But, yeah, for the most part, you're right. Yeah. Like, usually if it's a scuffle, and, I mean, sometimes, you know, still a small scuffle can result in, like, black eyes or, you know, teeth or, you know, something serious happening. Like, the Ron Artest. Was that when he jumped in the crowd? Yeah. Good God, like, dude. There had to be, like, legal something, right? Surely. Dude, I remember when, like, we were pretty young. Like, maybe, like, fifth, sixth grade. There was, like, a week or two period where, like, every weekend there was a huge NBA fight. Yeah. 
Like, I remember, like, thinking, like, is this is this basketball? Like, what the hell is going on? But those are the good days. You know? The good old days, man. When bas- <laughs> have you talked about, have you seen, like, those videos where people are like, dude, basketball used to be so physical. It was great. It's like videos of people going up for layups and getting tackled. Yeah. I'm like, that's not good basketball. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, those are my favorite. You I mean, can't convince me it is. It's definitely cool to watch, but it's not. It's, ho- like, it's, it's hilarious. It's not better basketball. No, it's hilarious to watch is what it yeah. is. Uh, I don't know if that's a good watch. <laughs> yeah, like Bill Lambeer just like spearing somebody because he can. Yeah. Dude, I'll laugh my ass off, like cackled, when uh, P.J. Washington threw that one into the fifth row. That pass at the end of the game. Oh, yeah. I cackled. I was like, what is going on? Was, I'm sure people around me are like, what the fuck is he doing? I was like, that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Dude, and the, the fans leaving with like four minutes to go in the game. Tennessee fans or Kentucky fans? Kentucky fans. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I was mad at the Tennessee fans. I, I get mad when people leave early, when we're winning especially. Like, losing, I kind of get it. Like, I kind of want you to stay, but I kind of get it. Winning, I'm like, enjoy this shit. Like, this doesn't yeah. happen. Enjoy it. That's like people who, like, they just buy tickets just because. Yeah. Like, they're, they're obviously fans, but they don't, like. Surely it doesn't, it doesn't bother them that much if we win or lose. Surely the tickets yesterday were not being bought by people like that. I hope not. Yeah, I'm, you're, you definitely find I mean, those people. There were tickets going for like nine hundred a piece. Football's the, easy yeah, to find those. Yeah, people definitely buy those in football, especially because football is kind of more of a social event now, right? Yeah. Especially right now. But yeah, basketball. I don't. At least yesterday, I don't think that was the case. Yeah. But like I said, the crowd was going, and uh, Mammal sitting next to me was even getting heated. She had some, like, bar vocals on. Are you going to the game? Tuesday? Working it out. Okay. Still working it out. Um, making sure I can get there in time and stuff and don't have to ride the bus to and from, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, trying to figure that one out. Hopefully, I'll be there. Sweet. Hopefully. I might go live. Go if live. Get there on time. If I can get there, we'll go live. If not, we'll do it after. I, I thought we'd go live after. I meant to mention it. Kind of got caught up because the walk to Cool Beans was electric. Yeah. Go walking down Lake Avenue. We should have went live there. That it was, was a. Live. I don't know if you would have been able to hear us because I was listening oh, to my yeah. Snapchat. We should have just like, just not like focus on us, right? All, just like what was going on. I, I mean, yeah. When we we were walking down Lake Avenue to Cool Beans and we we talked about it, we were like, "Can you imagine a national championship?" I was like, "Someone will die." There's no oh, doubt in my mind. Somebody will definitely jump off a balcony. Yeah, and I will be there cheering them on. Yeah, <laughs> aim for the bushes. <laughs> exactly. Somebody uh, put a mattress out there or something. Yeah, I'll do it. Burn them. Yeah. Go into some fire. Um. Yeah, I hope you guys, if you get to the game, if you don't take a check, go to Tixblix, check it out. If you're placing bets, head over to my bookie. Um, if we're alive, make sure you're following us on Twitter at more underscore issues. Either it's at more underscore issues. Either whether we're at the game or watching it on TV, we'll be cheering on the balls. And we're bringing a boat in, and we out. <laughs>